something in our lives and you would change everything. In Jesus' name we pray, thank you for the spirit of the living God. Amen. Amen. You can have a seat. Now the Holy Spirit doesn't often get the appropriate amount of time or accurate amount of attention many times that he needs. And I think it's because when we're looking at the Trinity, we understand the Father. Even if you grew up without a father, you know what a father is. You've seen examples of a father. And so you can liken God to being a father. We understand the Son. He became a human and lived on the earth like us. But the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit we don't easily comprehend. We try to compare him to strange things sometimes. We say, he's like the wind, or goosebumps on our arms, or some other strange thing, because we're trying to explain what the Holy Spirit is, because it's such a different 
concept than what we're used to, but the Holy Spirit is much more and much bigger than all of that. And the Holy Spirit is best understood when experienced. The Spirit will never be fully known reading about him or talking about him or debating him. It's never sufficient to describe the Holy Spirit just talking about him. You can study it. You can study the scriptures. You can exegete the words. But the thing about the Holy Spirit is you have to experience the Holy Spirit. You have to experience the Holy Spirit. It's like when you know someone and you're trying to describe them to someone else let me know if you've ever done this before, and you say, you just got to meet them. You ever done that? Like, I can't describe how hilarious they are. You just have to meet them. Or I can't describe how, how, you know, serious they are. You just have to meet them. That is what the Holy Spirit is like. You can't describe him fully in your words, although we'll try for the next few weeks, but you just have to meet him. You just have to experience him. And so for the next several weeks, we're going to be diving into experiencing more of the Holy Spirit. And my prayer for this series is that it would bring a heightened awareness to the presence of God. That it would bring a heightened awareness of the presence of God. It's like when you're walking through a department store and the person you're with starts singing along with the song that they're playing over the loudspeaker and you never even realized that song was playing. Has anyone happened to you at all? And then you're like, oh, it's frozen. Let it go again. You know, there it is over the loudspeaker. And then you can't get it out of your head because all you're doing is listening. You can't stop hearing it. Or another example is if you're outside in the summer and this happens to me and Joel sometimes and he says, do you smell that? (laughs) And I'm like, what? And he's like, that's barbecue. There is somebody cooking barbecue in this neighborhood. And, And from the moment he brings that to my attention, I can also experience it. And so a heightened awareness is when someone points something out. And I believe the more we walk with Jesus, the more we are led by the Holy Spirit and the more that we can recognize his voice and know the working of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is just like Jesus. Jesus said in that passage that I read a few minutes ago that the Father will give another helper, another advocate. And that word another in Greek implies someone who is just like me. Someone who is just like me, who is taking my place. And so in this moment, when, when he tells the disciples, I, I'm going to leave, but the Father God is going to send someone to be with you that is just like me. And can you imagine if you could do life with Jesus, walking beside him physically at every moment? Just imagine for a minute, Jesus physically being with you every moment. You you could ask him about your issues at home. You could could process with him your struggles at work. You could cry on his shoulder when you had a hard day. You you could hand him your phone and say, I don't even know how to respond to this. You do it. You you could uh, ask him for advice about that complicated relationship. He could help you when you had a need. He He could help you when you didn't even know how to pray. He could be your cheerleader. He could encourage you in hard moments. He could stand with you every second. He could celebrate with you when something amazing happens. Can you imagine having a physical representation of Jesus walking around with you in every moment of your life? Well, what Jesus is saying in this passage to the disciples is having the Holy Spirit gives you that same benefit. You might not be able to see him, but he is as present with you as anyone ever could be 
and even more. Because the Holy Spirit knows what you're thinking and what you're feeling. He knows your motives. He knows all things. And so having that person with you all the time is better than anyone could be and more. This passage tells us that the Holy Spirit adds life to us. The scripture says in John 10.10, 10, God wants us to have abundant life, a full life, a life full of purpose and meaning and joy. And, and what the Holy Spirit does is it adds life to us. It's, it's the word advocate or helper. In the Greek, it actually means paraclete. Paraclete. Say that to the person next to you. Paraclete. Now, you may know what a parasite is. Does anyone know what a parasite is? Raise your hand and know what a parasite is. Okay. Those are not good. They are the things that attach to you and suck the life from you. You may have gone to a foreign country and gotten a parasite in your stomach. They do not make you happy, okay? Parasites, they, they cause problems. They suck life from you. Well, the opposite of a parasite is a paraclete. A paraclete is this living entity that attaches himself to you to add life to you attaches himself to you to add life to you. And the Holy Spirit is this. The Holy Spirit strengthens us. He infuses his thoughts into us. You know, you can stop at any moment and say, Holy Spirit, how should I see this? What should I think about this situation? And he will show you. He will help you think. He will help you feel. He will help you. He will add strength to you. He will release emotions to you, joy and peace and love and patience. He shares his power with us. He gives us what we need at the moment we need it. The Holy Spirit is always adding life to us. And every single person who believes in Jesus, every person who has accepted Christ as their Savior, receives this companionship from the Holy Spirit. The scripture says that he begins to dwell within your life at the moment you confess Christ as your Lord and Savior. That he takes your dead soul and he makes it alive. And the scripture even says that in that moment, the instant that you decide to follow Christ, the instant that you make a decision to follow Jesus, that your spirit knows it deep inside of you. The scripture says in Romans 8, 16, the spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. That there, somewhere in there. So, so if you have never had that experience, if you have never had that moment where you accepted Christ into your heart and then your heart knew it, that something deep inside of you shifted, then I urge you to, to ask Christ to reign in your heart because with him, once you make that decision, you get the Holy Spirit, which then adds and adds and adds to your life strength and joy and hope and patience and, and on and on and on. Now, we know that the moment that this happened, the original disciples, we actually see this happening to the original disciples after Jesus' resurrection in John 20, and I want to look at it this morning. Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. So we see that at the moment they decided to follow Christ, they received the Holy Spirit. That's how we know that, that that's what happens each time each of us do those things. And so this morning, I just want to spend our time looking at just three things that the Holy Spirit, the paraclete, adds to our life. There's a lot of things he adds, but these are three specific things that I felt really led to focus on this morning. And the first thing is that the Holy Spirit adds freedom. The Holy Spirit adds freedom. Romans 8, 1 through 2 says, Therefore there is now 
no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. No condemnation. Therefore, there is now no condemnation. This describes a concept that is just incredibly freeing. Some of you in this room live in this constant conversation in your head that starts with, I wish I would have. Or, if I only could go back and change this. Or you beat yourself up because of decisions that you have made, maybe an hour ago, maybe a day ago, maybe 10 years ago. And our lives just build up and build up full of guilt and full of regret. And our past sneaks up on us in, in the worst moments when we're trying to, to move forward. It sneaks up and reminds us of the mistakes we've made in the past. And, and that the enemy's voice reminds you to not move forward the way that God is telling you to, that you're going to mess it up. And the enemy uses this shame and this guilt to get us to stumble, to get us to slow down, to get us to sit out to get us to completely check out of the purpose that God has for our life. About a year ago, I was traveling and the Holy Spirit gave me a vision of my life and, and it was this airplane. And in the airplane, it was so weighed down with all these packages and all these boxes that, that the, the airplane could only reach a certain altitude because it was so heavy with all this stuff. And I remember seeing that in, you know, in my spirit and saying to the Lord, okay, so what are all those packages? Like, what, what is all that stuff? And the Holy Spirit just gently bringing to my mind, that's, that's the shame and the guilt that you're carrying around with you. You're, you're just taking it with you like it's yours to keep, like it's yours to take care of, like it's yours to care for all the time. You're taking it with you like, it's, like you own it. And this is all the stuff that you got to bring into every part of your purpose that I'm sending you to. And I said, Lord, what do I do with it? And the Holy Spirit said, just, would you just kick it out of the airplane? Would you just drop it from the sky? And if you do that, if you let that all go, your plane will go to the level, it will go to the altitude of which I'm taking you. And all those coulda, woulda, shoulda moments that catch up to us. We, we store them in our, in our airplane. We store them in our life. We take them with us as if they're things that, that we should deal with, that we should, that we should have all the time. And, and sometimes I think that they show themselves as depression. They, they show themselves as anxiety. They show themselves as behaviors that really aren't us at all, maybe fear. And we walk around with them. But the reality is the scripture says that nothing you say or do can change the things of your past. What, what happened, happened. But you can make choices to determine your future. And the Holy Spirit can bring you freedom. I've heard it explained like this before. We live in the present. We live in today. We live in the future. But if you are a believer in Jesus, your past was bought and paid for. Your past was bought and paid for. It's actually not yours anymore. So stop hanging on to it. Just like the Holy Spirit told me, it's not yours to take care of. It's not yours to keep track of. It's not yours to keep score. 
It's not yours to frame your future. It's not yours to carry with you. Jesus bought it with his blood. And your past is his now. And therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Holy Spirit freedom starts with forgiveness. It starts with us coming to the Lord and repenting of the things we have done to fail him, but then not hanging on to those things. The Spirit draws us to Christ, but we have to choose to accept his forgiveness, and then we have to choose to live as forgiven people. And sometimes that takes effort. That takes work. Romans 8, 5 says, Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Holy Spirit. The truth is, if you are a believer in Jesus and the Holy Spirit is in you, sin doesn't have power over you. It doesn't have to have power over you. And the same Holy Spirit who drew you to Christ lives in you and helps you overcome what wants to steal your freedom. Now, the enemy works double overtime to get you to believe that you're stuck in all of that because he knows that a person living in freedom is a lot more dangerous to the kingdom of God. A person living without their past chaining them down is a lot, can do a lot more for the kingdom of God. And so the enemy of your soul will do everything possible to keep you from living in this reality. He will try to undermine God's credibility to you. He will try to make it really hard to live a Christian life. He will get you offended. He will get you critical. He will get you disconnected from a body of believers. He will try to get you to trust yourself more than God. He will try to get you so weighed down in shame that you just tap out of this race. And that's why Ephesians 6.18 talks about praying in the Spirit on all occasions. Praying in the Spirit with all kinds of prayers and all kinds of requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep praying for the Lord's people. And one of the reasons that we need to pray in the Spirit is because we cannot defeat Satan in our own strength. And he wants us to to not live in freedom. And so if we want to live that way, we need to have the Holy Spirit to help us pray. We need the Holy Spirit to show us where are the things that are, that are binding us up, where are the obstacles, where are the things that are keeping us from our freedom, and help us break those chains and break those things. So you don't have to raise your hand, but just mentally, how many of you would say this morning, I need the Holy Spirit, my advocate, to bring me freedom specifically? Like what I just talked about, that freedom, I need that. I need to throw some stuff out of my plane, <laughs> I, I got to quit thinking about all the things I've done in the past that's stopping me. I need to feel free to fly that, how God wants me to. If that's you, I just want you to right now, just, just jot down on your paper, in your phone, or wherever you're taking notes, just, just the words, more freedom, more freedom. And even if that's not you, just write it down so the person next to you that needs to do it doesn't think, you know, okay, just write it down. More freedom. More freedom. We're going to have some time here in a little bit to pray together. So I want to help, help us be thinking about the things we need to pray about. Here's the next thing. The Holy Spirit adds peace. The paraclete. The Holy Spirit adds peace. So having a peace of mind comes from the Holy Spirit. So, so this is interesting. Whatever space in your life that God gets, the parts of your life that you let God into fully those spaces will have peace. 
Okay? The Holy Spirit is there. He adds peace to the situation. The parts of your life where the Holy Spirit is not welcome probably won't have peace and will likely be dominated by fear. Now, you might say, I let the Holy Spirit in my whole life. I I don't intentionally ask the Holy Spirit to only come in my marriage and not in my parenting. Or I don't intentionally ask the Holy Spirit to come in my home and not in my work. And, and, and I think you're right. Oftentimes we just think we ask the Holy Spirit to come and be, and be on us. And so we think it, it's just covering everything. But oftentimes our own flesh, our own fear edges him out. So here's a good indicator. The places in your life that you're fearful and you're worried about, just bring those to mind right now. Those are probably the places in your life where the Holy Spirit is not ruling and reigning. Those are probably the rooms in your life, the areas of your life that aren't peaceful because you have not allowed the Holy Spirit to be part of those situations or take control of them. So what uncontrollable circumstance, what unchangeable person, what unanticipated problem is stealing your peace? The Holy Spirit of God adds peace to those situations. And here's how. You're not going to like it, okay? The Holy Spirit helps you accept what you can't control. The Holy Spirit does not come into every situation and just fix it the way that you say to. Okay, just move this here, do this here. Okay, what did you tell me to do? Okay. Because we don't really know what we need often. But the Holy Spirit can come into those situations of our lives, those uncontrollable circumstances, those unchangeable people, and those unanticipated problems. And the Holy Spirit can come in and help us accept what we can't control. So even when the world is troubled, even when our heart is troubled, God can bring you peace through his spirit. Your situation does not need to change for the Holy Spirit to add peace to your life. This is what he offers He helps you accept that you cannot control every moving part of your existence. No matter how hard you try, you are just not that powerful. And when we finally surrender and when we finally get that, we live in this peace that the Holy Spirit brings. This peace instead of this fear. John 14 talks about this. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And the Holy Spirit comes in and helps you accept that you are not in charge of everything you'd like to be, but he helps you surrender that God is. And God is in control. And then once he has dealt with your own heart, the Holy Spirit helps you surrender to God's control. And I believe that when we trust God more, Christ grows larger in us and our old selves grow smaller and letting go control makes room in our hearts for God to be Lord of our lives. And so we get smaller, God gets bigger, and sometimes we actually have a new peace of mind in a same old situation. A new peace of mind in the same situation we've been dealing with for years and years and years. And when we live in obedience, God, rather than struggling against him, when we live in obedience with him, we have peace in our hearts and we feel protected. The Psalms talks about this, 119, 165. It says, great peace have those who love your law. 
and nothing can make them stumble. So I wonder this morning how many of you are here today and you would say, I need the Holy Spirit to add uh, peace to my circumstance. I need the Holy Spirit to add peace to my uncontrollable circumstance, to my unanticipated problem, to my unchangeable person that I'm dealing with. I need hope. I need to trust God more, and I don't know how. I need help trusting God more. If that's you, would you just write down more peace? Just write down more peace. We have more freedom and more peace. The third thing, the last thing I want to talk about this morning that the Holy Spirit adds is closeness. The Holy Spirit adds, brings closeness. Uh, 2 Corinthians 13, 14 says, May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. So what does that mean? What does fellowship of the Holy Spirit mean? Well, it actually means the Holy Spirit wants friendship. The Holy Spirit wants friendship. He is a catalyst for helping us understand that God is not some distant deity that we can't connect with. That he wants this personal, intimate friendship with us. And he's always wanted this type of relationship. When we look back in all of history through the scripture, at creation, God breathed the breath of life into Adam and started a relationship with humanity right there. Then at the cross, Jesus died so that we could be forgiven and we could enter into relationship with him. And then now, even as we speak, he's preparing a place in heaven for us so we can be eternally in relationship with him. Even when we're not aware, God is preparing, he's making plans, he's working on it, all because he wants relationship with us. He wants fellowship with us. And so fellowship with the Holy Spirit involves sharing our lives in communion with him. It's opening the deepest parts of our personal lives. It's, it's, it's saying, okay, Holy Spirit, examine my thoughts, my feelings, my, my motives, my decisions. Influence them. Uh, help me be directed by the Holy Spirit of God. And when we do this, the Holy Spirit brings us closer, closer to God the Father, closer to, to Jesus Christ, and closer to the Holy Spirit. It, it, it draws us closer. And I believe that as we get closer to God, This closeness does a couple things. It helps us avoid sin against the spirit. It helps us avoid sin like jealousy and sexual immorality and selfish ambition because we are so close to the Holy Spirit that we're not, we don't want to break the heart of God. We're so motivated by not hurting the person that we're so close to. We don't want to hurt the Holy Spirit. And so we have such a motivation to, to, to honor him. Instead of it being a list of rules and, and things that we're doing without any kind of heart behind them, when we draw closer to God, he makes us more holy. That same closeness the Holy Spirit can help us with uh, develops character traits in us that reflect the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And maybe this morning you came today and you would just, if you were being really honest with me this morning, you would say, you know, I just feel really far away from God. Like He's just, maybe I've been following him for a really long time. Maybe I've been coming to church here for years, but I just feel really far away. I just feel really disconnected. And the Holy Spirit says, it's me. When you engage with me, I can bring you close to me. I can pull you close. 
Maybe you would say this morning, I need more of the, one of the fruits of the Spirit. I, I need more joy in my life. I'm just walking through every day. I'm just surviving. Or I need more patience with my kids. Or, or I need more self-control with, with some of these, everything that's set before me, all these options and all these temptations. I need these things. The Holy Spirit says, that's me. Pick me. I'm the one who helps you come closer. I'm the one that helps you engage to the Holy Spirit of God. And then the fruit of that Spirit births out of that. The Holy Spirit adds freedom he adds peace. He adds closeness. And that's just the start of it. He adds so much more. In Luke 11, Jesus says, If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? He's saying, look, if, if you... Who, who you're just human, you're just fleshly, you can figure out how to give a good gift to your child. How much more does the Holy Spirit of God know what to give his children? And so I started this sermon by explaining to you that the Holy Spirit can be talked about the day is long, but you need to just come and see for yourself. You need to just experience him. He wants to add to your life. He wants to make you abundantly free, overflowing with peace, close and intimate with the Father. And so today, we're just going to take a few minutes here to respond to these truths. And I hoped that I helped you prepare for this moment as I asked you after each point, to, after each particular thing to just think about if that's what you need from the Holy Spirit. Maybe it's freedom. Maybe it's peace. Maybe this morning you need to ask the Holy Spirit for closeness. Maybe it's something else completely different. Maybe God has dropped in your heart something that, that he wants you to come to the Holy Spirit and ask for. Maybe you need to ask Jesus to rule and reign in your heart. Maybe you've never made that decision. Also, throughout this series, I, I wrote out a prayer that you can read. You should have got it on your way in. You can get it on your way out if you didn't, but it's just a prayer that you can read all week long. I want to encourage you to just read it every day. Just ask the Holy Spirit to come in and be part of your day. Be part of all those things that you wrestle with and you think about. It's on the, on, on the paper there as you come in. And really just engage with the Holy Spirit week to week. Don't let this be the only day you think about the, the helper, the advocate that Jesus has sent for us. I always try to boil down the message to one thing. So that when you leave this week and you go have lunch and you say, what was church about today? You can tell other people, and this is it. The Holy Spirit beckons us to come and see for ourselves who he is. The Holy Spirit beckons us to come and see for ourselves who he is. So would you just stand up this morning? I asked some uh, just trusted friends to come and, and kind of spread out all across this altar if I... If that's you, if you would just come right now and just spread across, across this, this morning. We're going to sing a song. It's a really simple song. It talks about the Holy Spirit and how we should be welcomed here. And I want you to respond. Um, if you need more of the Holy Spirit in your life, if you need more of something, if you need more freedom, more joy, more peace, would you just come? Would you get some prayer from these friends this morning? You don't have to say much. You, can, you don't have to say anything at all. They know how to pray for you. 
But you might come up and say, freedom, it's peace, it's joy, it's whatever that is. If you would just come up and just respond to God's leading this morning, would you just come and see for yourself who the Holy Spirit is? Let me just pray and we'll get started. Father God, I thank you for this moment of time, God. I thank you for this moment where we can come and just experience who you are and all that you are. And I ask you, Lord, that you would come and add to us, that you would add strength, that you would add freedom, God, that you would add peace to our lives, Lord God, that you would add closeness, Lord, that you would come and you would meet us in those things that we've been holding back to you. God, would you move in a significant way this morning, Lord, as we come to you, I believe that you are faithful and that you will show us all who you are. And so God, this morning we come with our whole hearts and we just worship you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. There's nothing worth more.